0: Good morning, Podcasting Morning Chat. Today is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024, which means we are digging in to mid-week news, covering all the headlines around the world of podcasting and content creation. So if you don't mind, hit the share button, bottom left-hand side of the screen. If you are listening live on Clubhouse, And if you are listening as a podcaster or on this podcast, please share it with a fellow podcaster. And in the meantime, give us about two minutes and we'll get things rolling. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Podcasting Morning Chat. Thank you for being here. Today, as you know, it's Wednesday, so we are covering the headlines around the world of podcasting and content creation. Looking forward to today's conversation, despite waking up with a migraine this morning. Not happy that I've had a migraine twice in two months. Usually they're a little more spread out, and. I'm grateful that I'm able to catch them early enough to where I'm not in a lot of pain. <laughs> uh, I get these warning signs that because my migraines are considered uh, optical, so I get this warning sign where my vision gets all screwy. And so it's that's the sign, and then I can take some meds for it and catch it before the pain kicks in. Unfortunately it makes me feel a little spacey. So, bear with me today if I seem a little bit slower or a little bit spacier, (laughs) and I'm going to do my best to push through it. So, with that, today's icebreaker, as I've been sharing with you guys, I'm I'm working to make these icebreakers relevant to the topic, right? So, it's a little more challenging sometimes when you were doing a newsroom to do that, but, I, but not today. So I'm going to first share this blurb that I found from Pod News, from this week's news headlines, and then I'll ask the icebreaker. And we'll start with Nick. So in France, a charity event called Podcast Thon is planned for next month in March. The idea is to make a special version of your show that highlights a cause or or a charity. And to coordinate its release at the end of March, last year, 300 podcasts took part. And this year, it has the support of Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. And there's already been 400 shows that have registered for this event. So... I that got me thinking. It would be cool if we participated in this. And you know, during that same period of time. I don't know the details yet of of how it all works, but regardless, let's play. And so Nick, I'm coming to you first. Good morning. And what cause or charity would you podcast about for podcast Thon? What would you do? Good morning.
1: Sorry, I, yesterday morning was chaotic, and I <laughs> messaged Mark saying that I was gonna be a little late, and then I was so late that I didn't even get in the room. So <laughs> I am back.
0: Good to have you back.
1: Thank you. Um, this question. So, the exact charity. I'm not positive. I did a little bit of digging this morning, a little bit of research. I would like to do something that kind of teaches and brings entrepreneurship into like schools, at like middle schools, high schools, that kind of thing. Um, and it it falls right in line with my podcast that I used to host because that was kind of the whole premise of like showing people that entrepreneurship is something that you can do like it is an option you don't just have to go with the the standard plan that is put forth to you in school where you basically go through school go to college the job turn it into a career retire etc so i did a little bit of digging and there is a an organization called network for teaching entrepreneurship and very preliminary looked at what that is, but that one sounds pretty interesting, uh, kind of like a nonprofit that does bring entrepreneurship training and guidance and things like that into schools. So not necessarily that charity for sure, but something that does bring entrepreneurship into the classroom, I think.
0: I love that. Thanks, Nick. And that's completely on point with the question, because it really, the question, my question was, what cause or charity would you podcast about? So totally, that's your cause. You want to educate youth on entrepreneurship. I love that. I wish I had that when I was in school, because I knew that was something that I enjoyed, and I didn't even know what entrepreneurship was. Right. So imagine where I feel like if I I sit and imagine where I'd be, had I gotten that kind of education early, man, not that I'm not grateful for where I am, but wow, where would I be? I'd probably be way further along. Who knows?
1: That was my mentality because it was like going through school. It's almost like beat into you the idea of like, this is what you're supposed to do yeah so for me the thought of like starting a business or being an entrepreneur wasn't even a thought in my mind because i thought i had to climb the corporate ladder to be any bit successful so yeah having that just known that that is an option uh, there are things like to keep you thinking creatively about the other options that are out there for you or that you can create for yourself i think that's a huge.
0: absolutely all right i'm going to keep it moving thank you nick Sid, good morning. So as I said, we've got this podcast-thon coming up at the end of March. And so I'm curious, if you were to participate in that, what cause or charity would you podcast
2: about? Good morning. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Great to be here with you today. Um, So this is an easy one for me. Um, Obviously, my podcast is about office furniture. We work in the design community. With interior designers and architects, and in 1984, a group of designers formed a foundation called DIFA, which stands for the Design Industries Foundation Fighting AIDS. And since 1984, they have raised over 55 million dollars to help combat and um, um, the AIDS and uh, HIV and AIDS uh, worldwide. They've donated 55 million dollars, and so it's a great organization. As a company, we do contribute to it um they have a uh, gala every year in june they also do a lot of other things to raise money and awareness um so it's a really great foundation
0: thank you sid appreciate that and by the way i'm the more we're talking about this the more i want us to participate in this the podcasting morning chat and so i'm i'm saying this out loud because i'm asking everyone who hears me right now to please hold me accountable to that help me remember that Because we will do something at the end of March in honor of this story. I think it's an awesome cause. All right. I'm going to keep it moving because I do want to get to news and some headlines today. Walt, good morning. What say you? What cause or charity would you podcast about for the podcast-thon? Yes, good
3: morning. Good morning. Um, Yeah, so... I, uh, that was actually kind of hard because I know a few people, uh, who have, uh, charities and organizations, but one in particular that I just learned about is an organization called, um, Hype or Get Hype. They empower girls of color with technology skills and prepare them for future leaders in tech careers, cultivating a pipeline of diverse talent for their tech industry. Yes, I'm on their website. Um, but yeah, I met them at a, um, black tech event, um, in Atlanta. I got to hear about the stuff they're doing. They are basically looking to fill the, the gap that currently exists in tech by truly supporting the youth right now. So both the gender gap, racial gap, and uh, making sure everyone gets a part of that tech pie or gets a slice of that tech pie.
0: Awesome. I love that. Thank you, Walt. And I hadn't heard of that organization. So thank you for sharing that. That's an awesome cause. I love that. All right, Alex, we're coming to you. Good morning. I know you had probably, maybe, I don't know this for sure, but probably had a later night than usual last night attending Stacy's in person event. And we'll hopefully, we're going to get to that as well at some point this morning. So, yeah, don't share too much yet. And what would be that cause or charity that you'd podcast about?
4: My daughter's college fund. Yeah, Nick is also now. Um, it it's kind of it, kind of like Sid's. It's kind of a easy thing in terms of the podcast. I, I think we would probably for the what is from cast is we'd probably do something for um, actors, the actors fund, because um, there's a lot of actors that are still trying to uh, recoup. Uh, the the loss of being out of work. Um, for my daughter's podcast, uh, something probably to do with literacy or whatever. Um, I, I always, I'm on the Summit Volunteer First Aid Squad, which is the squad that, it's a local first aid squad. I, I like to try to keep it local if I can. But um, so for my daughter's podcast, it might just be the local library uh, the friends of the local library, or something like that. Cause, you know, it's nice to deal with the big ones, but it's also nice to try to, you know, get the money where as local as you can.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you, Alex. All right, Dominic, coming to you. What cause or charity would you podcast about for Podcast Thon at the end of March?
5: Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. You know, it's interesting, both Nick and Walt kind of stole my answers a little bit here because (laughs) when Nicholas went, he was like, okay, I got another. And then Walt said, he's like, dang it, Walt. (laughs) But but, no, seriously, so here in Memphis, there's two, uh, let's innovate through education or light. Memphis focuses on kids and entrepreneurship and stuff like that. Exactly everything Nick was saying, that's exactly what they do here. And also in Memphis, Code Crew, uh, which is about uh shortening the gap, you know, in tech and stuff like that, particularly with coding, if you will. Uh, they're very specific about what they do at Code Crew as far as that. So those would be the two uh that I would probably podcast about. I have good really good friends in both of them. I volunteered at both of them and they both have really good causes that I'm really proud of. So those would be the two. I know I'm cheating a little bit, but not, I, not I, I at all. Give, you know, like I said, Nick and Walt kind of stole my ass. <laughs> so. There you go. No problem. Thank you, Dominic.
0: I love that. And I'm also thinking as everyone's sharing, please, especially moderators, or j- I'm saying especially moderators because I know you have a direct line to me. Text me the a, a link if you want me to share it in the show notes from today's episode, if you want me to share that charity, that cause, I would be happy to put that in the show notes. All right, Simona, coming to you. Good morning. What would be the cause or the charity that you would podcast about for Podcast-thon 2024 next month?
6: Dominic stole my answers. I'm just just joking. Um, So there is a charity in... um, in like Toronto, Canada, whatever area. So, okay. I kind of have to preface for those who don't know a lot about Canada. We don't have States up here. We have provinces. Okay. So there's like, I don't, I honestly don't even know how many provinces off the top of my head. So I live in the province of Ontario. Okay. And there's a um, charity. I have a huge soft spot for seniors, um, especially seniors who are forgotten um as they get older so there's one called the senior food and happiness program um and this helps to um give them you know more nutritious meals and social activities and emotional s- support for seniors that are living in Ontario um it can be really isolating you know to be away from your family and stuff like that and so ultimately they're they're trying to create that that purpose that belonging for for seniors and hopefully you know improving their quality of life overall um so, yeah, I just I, I hate the thought of, you know, someone's little grandma sitting there all by herself or grandpa not getting to see their family. So, yeah, that would be my pick.
0: Love it.
4: Thank you. All I do is I picture Simona on a Zamboni. Lifting <laughs> food to I, I would I, I would donate some money to see that.
7: <laughs> the I Zamboni. mean,
8: that's what
4: it's all about, because they're going to invade with Zamboni technology. So thank you, Simona, for for. I'll put in my five, my five bucks, which is really $10 in Canadian. And <laughs> Perfect. It, that'll it give works. me like
6: one, that'll give me one, one kilometer of gap probably. Uh, I don't, yeah. <laughs> don't even know what that means. So,
4: but anyway, you, you, you go with that Zamboni.
5: I'll throw an extra 15 if she curls it to the door.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, <babe. laughs> We're going to make some money. Let's
0: go. Uh, I love it. All right. So here's what I want to do because I want to deliver what I promise when I open the room and share, continue to share some news stories. And we've only shared one because that was the icebreaker. And what we'll do is I will share a headline. And then since we have people who have joined us on stage, I'm going to make the assumption that they do want to share their cause or charity that they would podcast about. So we will kind of alternate between stories and shares. And I see Simona has something to share as well. Go ahead, Simona.
6: At some point, can we talk about Risa Tisa at some point? And Uh, if you don't know what that is, just just let me know. At some point, can we talk about it? Sure. yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't know what it is. So yeah. And please remind me if I, if it seems like I've forgotten, but Yes. Absolutely. We
5: we're going there this morning. Okay.
0: All right. <laughs> all right. So Dominic knows. <laughs> all right. Jeez. Simona, would you classify this as a news story?
6: I would classify it as a news story. Then let's do it. Okay. So I'll it's give It's definitely
5: you all- a case study for sure. <laughs> it's definitely.
6: 100% definitely a case study. It's absolutely insane. I don't know if anyone in the audience right now, if you guys know what I'm talking about, if you do, just give me like an emoji or something. So there's this woman, her name is Risa Tisa, and she went on TikTok last week and shared an, I think it's like, Dominic, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's 52 part series on TikTok with the videos ranging from two to, you know, I said six, eight, you know, nine, 10 minutes essentially. And if you look her up on TikTok, The completion rates on her video are insane. She had people so invested that people were watching part after part after part. And so essentially the story is about her ex-husband that turned into that ended up being a pathological liar. But the way that she tells the story is absolutely insane. And I think that we can all take notes as creators, as podcasters of how to tell a story through that lens. And there's some fundamental things that I think that she did really, really well. I wrote about this on my threads yesterday, last night. So I've also been invested (laughs) in her story. I haven't looked at my For You page on TikTok in probably three days. And I've been binging her content story after story and watching the videos fully through to completion Some of her videos have millions of views on them and hundreds of thousands of views on them Um, and she's getting so much attention from all of these, you know different brands different, you know Platforms people are telling her to create like, you know, write a book create a brand deal all these different things so Essentially these videos are, you know longer form content, but what's really cool is that you know will say as creators that people's attention spans are are low so people don't tend to watch for that long but if you look at and maybe dominic this would be a case study from a storytelling point of view but if you look at the way her videos are composed they always hen they always end on a cliffhanger but not one that leaves you like okay i don't need to need to hear more it's i need to hear more what is she going to say next and then on top of that um she the way she speaks is you know a good pace. She, um, she's very organized. She knows exactly what she's saying and she knows exactly the chronological order of everything. So it's not messy. So it's not her jumping back and forth and this and that. So you should think about when you do a solo podcast episode, sometimes, you know, maybe we don't prep for those solo podcast episodes and we just kind of wing it, but you know, we bounce around and we talk about this piece first and then we, then we go into a different piece and we go back to the other piece that we were talking about. No, this story is so clear and so concise. And so some things that she's done really well is holding audience, audience attention for an extended period of time, like more than two minutes, which is incredible. Some videos, again, five to 10 minutes. Um, people are watching it at two times speed. And so they're not even just bouncing off the video, they're watching it at two times speed. So I just think it's a really interesting case study of like, you know, if your content is good, people are absolutely going to watch it and they're absolutely going to binge it and she's all over TikTok and I wouldn't be surprised if she got you know brand deals if she got people are are tagging Netflix like you know create this into a series make this a show make this a movie you know you're an amazing storyteller you should be writing stories like so I, I think there's so many lessons learned in Risa Tisa's content I think you know one would be storytelling for sure. I think the other one would be organization and your thoughts and how that can impact other people. There's the relatability piece as well of you know creating content that is relatable for other people, where other people can see themselves in your story, right? Even if it's not the same situation. Um, and then creating content that converts, right? So if you haven't heard of her, I would definitely, um, I would definitely go and take a look. I mean, you might get sucked in like I did. I'm mm-hmm. on part, I'm on part thirty-two.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. And I just want to say thank you, Simona, so much for bringing this. And you know, something that you said triggered something for me, because I feel like the community of content creators, we are quick to say that audiences have short attention spans. And yes, there are studies that show that Our attention spans are shorter these days, but it's interesting to think about the fact that perhaps maybe we are making excuses oftentimes and blaming other people that our content isn't doing well when maybe we're just not telling the story very well. I I see several several people want to chime in.
2: It goes Walt, Dominic, Nick.
0: Thank you, Sid. All right. So let's go to Walt. And I'm hearing a lot. Oh, that's Walt's background. Okay. Go for it, Walt. It's a little noisy back there. It's not yours?
3: Lindsay is off mic.
0: Ah, Lindsay. (laughs) My apologies. All good. All good. Go ahead, Walt.
3: I was about to say, I hope it's not mine. (laughs) What's happening? Confused, Call for help. Um... I was going to say, Simona, I'm going to go check it out. And I'm going to tell them to include you in that brand deal because I saw, I, I didn't know it was recent thesis when you first said. I was like, who, who, what, where is this? But I saw people talking about it. I saw 52 videos. So I was like, I'm good. But your analysis, I'm like, okay, all right, let me, let me go check that out. So <laughs> yeah, this is all over the internet. Yeah. All right.
0: So uh, next was Dominic, I believe. Go ahead, Dominic. Yeah.
5: Yes. Yeah, like, like, you no, know, I was saying earlier, you know, to Simona's point, it's, it's definitely a case study in, in storytelling. I've only seen the first video. I, I definitely don't have four hours to invest <laughs> in watching, watching it all, but it, it definitely just goes to show that a great story just has no bounds. Right. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, and it goes to what we were talking about, I think a few days ago or last week about like how long your, your, you know, your intro should be or something like that. Or maybe that was another room. I can't remember. Uh, but you know, I know we was talking about like 30 seconds, 15 seconds and how I like to do two minutes. Again, it just goes to show that like a little bit of organization, a little bit of just stopping and thinking about the content and, and and mapping it out and storyboarding, you know, you can keep people's attention for a long time. And if I'm not mistaken, I think all 50 of those uh, pieces of content combines like four hours or something like that. Right. So uh, again, you know, she was very detailed. She was very concise uh, concise. Uh, and she you know, tells this story and just it just has a chokehold on the internet right now. Like It really does. Like People were well, on my time like, like, have you seen this? And I'm like, listen, where's the cliff notes? Give me the cliff notes. I'll take the cliff notes. <laughs> like I said, I don't have four hours to invest in it, but it it, just, it it's 100% a case study on storytelling and keeping up people's attention and stuff like that. So thank you for bringing that up, Simona.
6: You're welcome. And Dominic, just to be clear, I don't have four hours to watch it all either. I don't
5: think you do either. I, I get it. I get it.
6: I'm so hooked on it though. He's such a good storyteller. I'm, I'm so hooked on it. And like the story is just so insane to me. Um, but I, I can bring you the Cole's notes on a different day. Right. Once I'm done in about a
5: week. But again, but again, Simona, that just brings the point, right? Like even if you don't want to watch, okay, I'm just going to watch the first two minutes and I'll, and I'll stop because whatever, but you can't take your, your eyes off of it because it's so compelling. And it really just highlights a lot of stuff that was happening during the pandemic, as far as like people really kind of finding out who people were and stuff like that. So uh, it's, it's, like I say, it's a great case study for sure. All right, Nick, did you want to add something?
1: Yeah, I was just going to make a point to what you were talking about, the short attention spans. I think the, the reason a lot of that happens the way that, I mean, we're all saying like everyone has short attention spans is just because of how the content has evolved into the point that it's evolved where content is 15 seconds scroll to the next, 15 seconds scroll to the next, because they're looking for something like this. Mm-hmm. The, the content itself kind of serves as that like almost every 15 seconds of like, holy shit, what's happening? Oh my gosh, I need to know more. I need to know more that someone's going to get just through scrolling through TikTok when they just randomly are popping up on other people's videos. Only she's able to control it and keep it all on her rather than someone going and getting that information elsewhere. So I, I I do think the attention span thing is legitimate, but I think with the right storytelling and the right I don't know right way to present that information, you can keep people's attention even if their attention spans are very short.
5: One thousand percent. One thousand percent.
0: Or you could play train noises in the background to keep people's attention.
5: Hey, listen, you got to have a little sound design in there. Sid, go ahead. Yeah. And just have a question about
2: this. Um, I've never seen any of this lady's videos, but I'm actually going to go check them out and see how long my attention span will last watching the videos. But there's this trend on TikTok for, and it's probably not new, but I'm certainly seeing a lot more of them for much more curated videos where they're more professionally produced. Right. Um, versus the random person like sid doing a video on tiktok so i'm curious is her video more natural me just talking or are they more curated
6: no they're literally just her talking to the camera they're they're camera facing they're just her and her face in the camera um which is honestly unreal um yeah and then the other thing that i was going to say too is what one thing that's really interesting is now people are starting to um, people are starting to to say like oh the first wife is speaking out now the ex husband is speaking out and you know so and so you share your story and you share your story so it's creating this like permission slip of I think understanding the reality and the complexity of people's lives like Dominic was saying like what the pandemic was really like for some people but no Sid it's it's literally just her in in the camera. And like she's in her car for some of them. She's getting ready. Like she's just standing there ready for bed in some of them. Like there's no, like some of them, she's not even wearing makeup. Some of them, she's just, she's just her through and through.
5: And on, and additionally to that, see, like people are listening to this 50 part piece and now they're going internet sleuthing to find out more about the other characters in the story. It's like I said, it's quite fascinating what's happening <laughs> with this uh, piece. So,
0: and and that makes me think, you know, where I was just sharing the fact that is it really, is there really an attention span problem or is it really the content that's being delivered? That also, to what Simona was just saying, it's the woman sometimes is in her car or she's in random places. She sometimes isn't wearing her makeup. I'm pointing all this out because so many Content creators are so worried about production value, about looking good on camera. Because if I don't look good, if I don't have my makeup on, people are going to just stop watching. Well, I don't do this often, but that's just bullshit. That's just making excuses. It
2: doesn't matter. Go ahead, Sid. I was just going to sum that up, Mark, is I think that people resonate with real versus produced. She's just being real. She's telling a story. Obviously, she curated how she's going to tell it, but she's just being real with who she is and the way she looks. And I think that's really important for all of us to understand that people will resonate with you and the real you more so, in my opinion, than they will with the curated you. Absolutely. I think. I think if you own what you're doing.
4: And just accept it. It's one thing, but I think you know we're in a we're in a time where people can see the fake more than they ever have before, and you know, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what it is. But it, it, like, and I I put I put a new picture up because Lucy forced me to. Uh, she made a hat for me. I look awful. I see but, it. You know, it's like, <laughs> dude, you got to do what you got to do. And that's me, better or worse. But I know Simona wants to go.
0: Yeah. And I, I love that, Alex. Thank you. And yes, to enjoy Alex's picture, you must be listening live here on Clubhouse. So if you are listening to the podcast and curious, there are links in the show notes on how to join us over here live at 7 a.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday. Okay, go ahead, Simona.
6: Okay, like a couple of things, and I feel like we could probably move on afterwards. Yeah. Uh, you know, unless we want to talk about Risa all day long. is <laughs> 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 fine. Um, one thing that I would say is I'm definitely that person who makes, you know, excuses of, oh, I haven't done my makeup today. I shouldn't go on video. You know, no one, like, no one wants to see that or whatever. And it comes from actually, like, rooted beliefs of my... um my, uh, ex-husband used to tell me, he used to watch my videos and he'd be like, you can't, you can't go on social media like that. Like looking like that, like with no makeup and stuff like that. So I thought that was really interesting. So it's a thing that you like learn to undo. One other thing that I like that she did. (laughs) I know Billy's like, what? I know. Same. Um, anyway, so another thing that, um, I, I like that she did and she tells this in the story is, a lot of this stuff, when she was going through it, was before the, it was right before the pandemic, right? And then it wrapped up like probably I think like 2021, like July 2021, something like that, right? And um, she used audio, like voice recording, like voice notes to herself to talk through the things that she was going through because at the time she was like, "There's something here, and I don't know." why I need to record it, but it gives me a different perspective. So I really liked that piece too. And in another piece to this that I will add is one of my favorite books of all time is Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. If you've never read it, you should. If you want to listen to it, it's an even better experience. Um, But he, he also did voice notes of his journeys and his travels and all of that while he was going through it and experiencing it. And a lot of his book is based off of the voice notes. So I think, you know, if you're in a moment of life, especially us as podcasters and creators, we can look at something like that and help us process what we're going through in that moment until we're ready to share it and have it be a story, right? Speak from the scar, not the wound, right? So you have this back catalog of content now that you can pull from and look at the impact her story made. If she shared that two years ago, she or what year are we? 2024. If she shared that four years ago, she wouldn't have made the same impact because it wasn't from the same place in this in a different perspective. So I thought that that was really, really cool. So there's a lot, I think, of lessons for creators in this. Dominic, maybe we should spearhead the case study.
5: Yeah, go ahead, Dominic. No, I'm sorry. I, I will be able
0: to speak just now. Oh,
9: just a you got it. You
0: about. got it. No problem. Yeah, great point, Simona. Uh, Royfield, yeah, good morning. Welcome to the stage. What did you want to add?
7: Hi. Yeah, thanks. Um, this is a fascinating conversation and really quite interesting. Just the thing about voice notes, it's something which I've used uh, when I've done podcasts for clients and, and told them, Record bits of your day and your thoughts, etc, and it really is an incredibly intimate way of putting the listener with the you know with that narrator it, it It's an incredibly useful tool um so big up to to voice notes really is a way of aiding podcasters
0: yeah, thank you and there happens to be a news story uh, about voice notes there's a so there's this company patio. And I believe what they're doing is they're merging with another company. Yeah, I'm just looking here at the headline. Basically, what they're doing is they're, they've they added a way that it's a voice note app, and somehow it's going to also be a podcast platform. So people will be able to add their podcasts to this voice memo app. It's not the native ones on your phone. And distribute podcasts through it very interesting very unusual approach uh i see we have more people wanting to to chime in so i'm going to keep it going go ahead simona
6: i just want to highlight really quick something that crystal said in the in the chat it was about seven minutes ago and i'll read it it says it's definitely an interesting case study in when black content becomes consumable for white audiences, this format and style is very typical in chat casts, which I'm actually not familiar with chat casts. So um, forgive me for that. Um, but if you don't listen to them, you wouldn't know. And that's such a really good perspective. And another thing too, that I think about when, when Crystal said that is the content, like what sh- the, the story that she's talking about, I think everyone can see themselves in that. She's talking about, you know, a pathological liar, narcissist, and so many people have been impacted by that. And so that would be a really interesting dive to understand how is it and why is it that that story makes its way in a really impactful way to every single uh, person that that watches it, you know? Um, do you want to go Dominic and Jeff or Jeff and Dominic?
0: Yeah, let's, because uh, Dominic had something and then he couldn't speak. So let's find out what Dominic had to say and then we'll go to Jeff.
5: Yeah, I'm sorry, making. Pete, lunch pizza for Zoe. I
0: love that we get the actual meal from you each time. I love that. I love it.
5: <laughs>
2: so I actually thought he was making tacos again. That, yeah. He like, making tacos. <laughs> no,
5: Zoe has a very sophisticated palate. I can't do uh-huh. the same thing twice each day. So <laughs> But no, I was going to read Crystal's comment. That's why I was getting it. Ah. No, like, you know, and Crystal, you know, who used to be. Uh, director of podcasts at Black Love is very familiar with, uh, this type of content. And many of us in the Black community are because, and chat casts are basically just like your typical interview style, uh, of show that many of us do here in, in this room. Uh, but that style and delivery is something that we definitely have a lot in many of your Black podcasters and their shows and, and stuff like that. And it's, you know, and it's definitely, uh, just goes to show how, Great at storytelling, we, you know, we do in the community and stuff like that. So, uh, and, and it's definitely a case study to be had as far as like white audiences being consumed by it and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it is a fascinating case study in that regard.
0: Absolutely. All right, Jeff, thank you for waiting patiently. Good morning. What did you want to add?
8: Good morning, Mark. And thank you, Mark. <laughs> um, I, uh, I just want to make sure that we uh that we don't miss what might be apparent or should be apparent. It becomes more apparent because of the binging that Simona said she was doing with the, with the show. Um I tend to think that we are not so much shortening our attention spans and we are more losing our self discipline. Um you know we can't stay focused because we don't stay focused and we won't stay focused. Uh, a lot of people will look at the example that Simona has been telling us about this Risa Tisa thing, which I I haven't learned about, but um, I think the same thing is is evident. If you were to binge watch the Lucy Show, or if you were to binge watch Will and Grace, Starsky and Hutch, any series when you binge watch them, you realize that there was actually planning involved in, in the content. Um, every episode of the Lucy show is Lucy wants to be a star. She's jealous of Ricky. She tries to figure out how to make her break in Hollywood with whatever guest star they have that week. It blows up in her face and then she cries or something. Um, and, and it was all kind of built around the idea that, um, she was a woman that was entering the working world which is to you know speaks to when it was made um when you binge watch these things you see that there are patterns and you see the things that they figured out and uh and i think it just shows us that that planning our content planning what we're doing doing an intentional about it can lead to better content a lot of people will look at what simona was just describing And they'll say, see, I can just go on camera and I don't have to use my makeup. No, that's not the takeaway. That's your takeaway, not you, Simona. But, you know, people will take that away because they would rather see that as the key instead of planning your content and the quality of your content, because it's a lot easier to just go live from your car without makeup and ignore the fact that she planned out her. Uh, cliffhanger and she's planned out her content and she's planned out her story and she took a lot of notes and she put it together. So, um, I would say that, that the, the real lesson is good storytelling is good storytelling. And that will hold your attention as long as you're willing to pay attention. Um, the end.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I have to do this. I'm sorry if, oh, Did it not work on me? Damn it. You know, I'm trying to be cute and clever. Here, let's try it again. Ready? Oh, so ruined now. But there we go. Had to do that. For those who don't know the reference, you can Google I Love Lucy, because I'm sure there are some people in here that may not understand that reference.
5: (laughs) I am the biggest Lucille Ball fan. Oh, yeah. Real talk. I'm with on, you. Like, on, on uh, I got like the I have literally have all six seasons on DVD. Like that's how big of a fan I am. Like love losing. So
0: wow, much. that is yeah. Wow, That's learn something new every day about Dominic. That is cool. And yeah, I I will quickly say I am as well. When I uh, was a teenager, I had this you know where we didn't have websites. Us old timers. Uh, I was I had a comic book what they called fanzine, right? So it's basically like a website in a magazine form, but just we didn't know it was a website. And my very first issue I dedicated to Lucille Ball, who had just passed away at that time when I had released it. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm a I'm a big fan. All right. We got several people still on stage. I feel like people want to continue to chime in. And I just saw, Royfield. you... Had something, I think you came off Mike. Did you want to add something else?
7: I was just going to say that I doubt that Dominic is a biggie, elu- bigger lucille Borf than the that Desi I, That's all yeah. I was going to say. It was, it was <laughs> a cheap, 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 that's shot. <laughs> <laughs> but but ju- ju- just to continue with with the voice notes thing, because I'm just about to ju- jump off here, I'll quickly just say two things. I don't want to disrupt the stage too much. Number one uh the 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 charity that i would do is something around alzheimers and dementia my father is suffering from it he's in early onset and i am going to do a series of conversations that i have with him uh to chart his next journey in life and fundamentally it's going to be voice notes so uh so that ties up ties up two things in the conversation and then the last thing that i wanted to say i've had a real epiphany in terms of podcasting uh, with Substack. I don't know, Mark, if you talked about
0: Substack before. I mean, we haven't talked a lot about Substack. It's come up once or twice,
7: go ahead. Okay, so um, I've been doing podcasts now for what, 10, 12 years, something like that, long time, 12 years, 12 years. And I've been always been terrible about show notes. And AI has come along and I can put my transcripts in and I can say pull out five quotes and give me break it all down. My show notes are now good for the first time. So um so with that in mind, I now have a Substack. And fundamentally what Substack is, is a is a a blogging uh platform for for writers but you can upload podcasts there you can take your rss feed put it in and then it creates a page for your uh for your episode w- with your show notes now the great thing is is that it's almost like an ecosystem w- w- within itself uh substack so with with without me creating any more content i now have another platform to put my uh put my podcasts on and there are hundreds of thousands of people are who are creating on this platform and people then can give you uh, the subscriptions, donations on your content. My first day I had $420, uh, given to me, and this is content, which I already have. So, and this was just in on day one, I fell over backwards. So I really would recommend, uh, longtime podcasters get onto Substack. um, put your rss feed in there you create a new well of appreciation for your work and with fans etc um it's brilliant and because what i do is i i do a lot of interviews with people so um so i interviewed two guys who got this book out about uh, the democratic party both of them unbeknownst to me are actually on substack so what you can do then is link your content to them so they're there as speakers so then it recommends to their uh fans on substack that you have them on your on your page it's brilliant so uh, that's my quick tip substack for podcasters it isn't just for writers and and for bloggers uh, there is an audience for our work there, but but I have to run. So yeah. maybe I can tell you more about this another time, Mark, but great room.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And great stuff. Thank you. We appreciate the, the tip. I saw a few emojis popping up with the big eyeballs. So I think you've piqued some curiosity. Thank you for that. I want to make sure. Does anybody want to chime in at all as far as this Risa Tisa story? Okay. Cool. Well, I appreciate, Simona, you bringing that to the room. I appreciate you uh, getting me up to speed on that story. And yeah, lots of, lots of interesting things we can learn from it. So thank you. Appreciate it. All right. So some other things I want to do because it is Newsday. I do want to share a couple of quick things with you. For one, as of today, the number one podcast on Apple is strict scrutiny by crooked media i believe that is a true crime and let's let's give a shout out to our friends across the pond in england the number one on apple is olivia atwood's so wrong it's right and as far as spotify goes the number one podcast the joe rogan experience and in england the diary of a ceo with stephen Bartlett. And over the last week, 200,789 podcasts published at least one new episode, which is down 0.4%. By the way, this info coming from Pod News. And as far as events go, Evolutions by Podcast Movement is coming March 26 in LA. And then the big show, Podcast Movement, hits Washington, D.C., my old stomping grounds, August 19th through the 22nd. Yes, I will be there. I know Simona's planning on being there. I believe, Stacy, you're planning on being there, right? Yep, Stacy says she is. Awesome. And all right, here's what I want to do since I'm talking events. Oh, one, one other thing before I go to you, Stacy. Dominic, I was chatting with you a little bit about this right before. We kicked things off this morning. The Independent Podcast Awards are set to make a triumphant return in 2024. And I wanted to kind of get your take on this. You know, wh- what do you think the unique challenges what I should say what unique challenges do you do independent podcasters face that these awards might help to address or alleviate those challenges and pardon my migraine because clearly I'm having trouble speaking.
5: (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. Um, so yeah, I was checking this out this morning in pod news and, uh, I mean, one of the biggest challenges usually is the cost, right? And unfortunately I wasn't able to see what the costs were. I probably could if I dig a little bit more, you know, I did a little bit more digging, uh, but that's usually the biggest, you know, barrier to entry when it comes to submitting for a war. So I wasn't able to see that. However, I do appreciate that, you know, what they're trying to do in the sense of bring uh have a space for independent podcasters. I, I I've said on numerous occasions when we've had this conversation that, you know, while I love the Webbies and the Signals and everything else, let's just be honest, uh, they're not geared towards the independent podcaster. They're just not. Uh, due to cost, due to everything else, excuse me, sorry, the pizza is done. Um, so, um, no, they're they're not geared towards the independent podcaster. So, I do appreciate uh, that aspect of it. Uh, now, when I was looking at the, you know, like the advisory board and the uh, some of the judges. Um, there was also another concern for me, uh, and and that's because there was not many people of color on both of those platforms, if you will. And while I do see that and appreciate that they have, you know, um, partner with podcasting seriously in the sense of like, you know, which podcasting seriously helps to kind of reimburse for submission fees and also helps, you know, to help with, um, reimbursement of, you know, any type of podcast learnings that you want to do, if you will. That was, you know, a bit of an eye opener for me because that's also a barrier uh, as well when it comes to marginalized communities in this craft. Uh, So that one's a bit telling. But there's also the fact that it looks like primarily based in the UK. Uh, So overall, I like the idea of where they're going with it and helping the independent podcaster. And to be fair, I think last year was just the first year, but there's definitely a little bit more work to be done uh, in in that in, in some of those uh, regards. So, but I do like the idea of what they're going with as far as like trying to have that space for independent podcasters. I think right now the Ambies kind of have you know a place for independent podcasters who are not backed by you know big studios, but let's just say the a th- little bit more work to be done, but I like the premise of what they're trying to do.
2: Yep.
0: Sounds like it. Thank you, Dominic. And Sid, did you have something?
2: Um, I did, but you did it. I was going to ask you to post the link to that and you huh. did it at the top. So thank you.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Now I know at the top, it says 2023 here, the link says independent podcast, source, but it is for 2024. This was just, I guess they have to update the site a little bit.
5: Yeah. And I don't, I don't think they've actually opened the submission process just yet. So that's probably where more details will probably come out and they'll update things and, and all the like. So yeah, yeah but looking forward to see how it, you know, how it plays out.
0: Yeah, me too. And if you do go to that link, which we'll include in the show notes for the podcast, there is a place that you can sign up to get more information, find out when the they open up the uh, submissions for uh, the award. So yeah, check that out for sure. And let's see, we only have a few minutes left. So I just want to make sure we cover anything super important. Who's there? Who's that? Oh, go ahead, Dominic. Or did you mean no, to come off, Mike?
5: I mean I didn't mean to come okay. off mic. Like, I'm trying to wrap a pizza. My <laughs> apologies. And if anybody's curious, it's a french bread pizza, just mm-hmm. like one of those like, you know, flatbread things. And I usually add some turkey pepperoni and some mozzarella and some little seasoning on it. So, if anybody's interested.
3: <laughs> We're going to need
5: a story post or something.
3: Oh yeah.
0: We need to see these things on your social media. Yes, I agree. Uh, Let's see here. Hey, if you noticed a drop in downloads on Friday, Apple podcast servers apparently stopped checking for new episodes late on Friday, meaning latest episodes weren't showing up in the app for the users. Apparently, the bug's been fixed, but there are still some issues like transcripts for some reason are not being generated or imported currently. I don't know if that's been fixed since this was reported, but that was a thing. So if you noticed that, by all means, that's probably why. Uh, Stacy, I did say I wanted to come to you because you held your first podcaster in-person slash virtual event last night. And... I know that Alex was there. I know Chris Baglio, who is not here currently. I know he was there. We saw an awesome picture that we, oh, Alex is now, he has refreshed his profile picture so you can see the picture of the three of them. And Stacy, how did it go?
10: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say a few words and then I'd like to hear Alex because it's a different experience being in the room. Mm-hmm. So... My right brain and left brain my two different views um, one I'll start with the positive it was very rewarding to have so many people join um, a good hand good amount in the room where it was very uh, really personal and um, connect people could connect because it wasn't it was I don't even know how many in the room 20 I don't know 20 25. 20 and online there was tons. Um, and it was it was very rewarding basically to be in a room kind of like this. Um, and then there were a lot of pot people from Podfest, about 10 people from Podfest were in the room. So it was like extra connection in the room was fantastic. Um the topics I think were really, really good where I spoke and Rob Greenlee, who is a Hall of Fame podcaster, so his feedback and, and education was really good too, and Elizabeth. And I think that, I'll say this because I'm, I'm <laughs> there's so much to say, and I want to hear Alex's view. Um, I learned a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of what not to do, the next one, which is in in March, end of March. Um, I learned a lot about events, what not to do. And I also sit here this morning a smidgen tearful because tearful because I'm focused on that I'm mad at myself for focusing on what needs to be better rather than focusing on what went really well. Um, So I'm a little bit mad at myself and the way my brain is working this morning. Um, With that said, it was my first one. So I'm really trying to give myself a break. And it was just very rewarding. Again, I learned so much of what to do better next time. So, yeah, I'm going to pause and let Alex because I'm too in the emotion right now.
0: That's fair. That's fair. And thank you for being candid with us about it. You know, I think some some people may just jump in and say, oh, it was amazing. It was incredible and kind of bury the things that might have been a little more challenging. so I appreciate that, Stacey. And I do. Yeah, let's hear from Alex.
4: Alex, if you have a minute. How how was it? How was your experience? I'm going to tell you right now um, for the first run, it was great, Um, but that's not what I picked out from it. Folks, podcasting is not even close to dead. And the the spoken word is more important now than ever before. And I never felt so proud to be part of this community than I was last night because of the fact that there half of the room were people wanting to start a podcast. And, and it was just really amazing. There was a person from Ghana... On video, there was people from all over the world you know the event itself, yes, could there be things that could have gone smoother, absolutely, but you know what, at the end of the day, we had twenty people that wanted the podcast in a room, and we had people that were at the highest level with Rob to some guy that was a reporter and retired, wanting to start a podcast on theater and and everybody in between. And it just really gave me a, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, it, it was just really neat to see. The, the only, the only thing was, you know, you have you, when you get podcasters around together, you can have conversations that kind of it's a language just like anything else. And um, if you don't know the language, sometimes I know some some of the conversation might have gone over some people's heads, but it's a it's a learning curve. But you know people like you, Mark, you, Simona, who do this for a living, and and you know people like Sean and John and and a whole bunch of other people that are, do this, and Matt and Crystal and I oh,
0: think we think we
4: lost Alec. There he is. Yeah, it gives me a lot of pause that you know what, it, it, there's a lot of there's a, this industry is not going away, just like radio is not going away, and that. You know, we have, we, we have a lot of work to do and, and I think that that it's exciting. That's all. Awesome. I'm so
10: glad you got all of that (laughs) from last night. Um, that, that's really cool. And I want to also say that when you're planning an event, Mark or anybody, people told me that there were three speakers, right? Myself, uh, Elizabeth and, and, uh, Rob Rob Greenley, and, People said to me, like Stacy, yours could have been an event by itself. Rob's could have been an event by itself. Mm-hmm. So like I think we had so much content that that was that's a really easy lesson to narrow, but we wanted to touch upon so many different things at higher level, even though I went a bit deeper, um, in how tos, but it's just interesting when you plan an event, like really be mindful of how much content you give, because people said that to me. They're like, there was just, each one could have been its own.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's an awesome lesson to learn, right? And you had too much content. That's okay. (laughs) I think you can work with that.
10: yeah. And even, and just a little teaser here, but even the way the room was set up with the chairs, like that literally is part of the experience that I would do differently. So there's so much to say from even just a customer guest experience um, to, to allow the camaraderie and collaboration. Um, there's just such small things that the way chairs are set up. So I, I can't wait to debrief, but I'm glad Alex was able to share some of the things and, and and the most important takeaway for all of us, whether you're doing an event or whether you're doing something different, right? This was my different, taking a chance and doing something different as a local event is just figure out how not to be hard on yourself, which is what my lesson is today because It was a first time. It's like taking the mic out of the box for the first time and not to overthink it. I
4: I will say this, though, Mark. Mm -hmm. Um, I know she's beating herself up, and I'm not just trying to be positive. Yeah, there was issues that needed to be addressed, but you know what? Nobody can say that they never had tech problems before. Mm -hmm. And whether it's the largest stage in the world or a, a room full of people... It happened. Yeah. I mean, I I, and I say this because I deal with tech every day, teaching CPR on the people right in front of you. You know what? You did a pretty good job considering your tap dance and you have fun with it.
0: Agreed. Uh, Oh, go ahead, Billy. (laughs) If Alex's go,
3: tech goes wrong, then someone's dead. So put that in perspective.
0: <laughs> uh, and, Simona, I do see you want to say something, and I'm coming to you. So I, I actually want to give you the final word. So stand by if you can, please. Uh, Dominic, I'm coming to you. And then I want to go to Brian as well. So, Dominic, go for it.
5: No, really quickly. Mark was there when I was having tech issues. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we and We just had to work through it, and he was there to kind of you no, know, be support system. And so I, I think it just speaks to this community that how we're able to be there and support one another, even in, in live events. So that's all. Yep. It happens.
0: Yep. We were both helping each other out. Uh, I, I see Brian on stage here, and I didn't want to go without at least checking in when somebody's on stage. You know, it's important to me to make sure everyone gets a chance. So Brian, good morning. Did you want to add something?
9: Yeah. Good morning, Mark. Yeah, I I wanted to add that first, how did I not know that there was a local podcast meetup Mm -hmm. involving Chris, Stacy, and Alex? That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. I mean it in good faith. And the other thing is that I wound up doing a video on Monday, but then I deleted it because the volume never registered. And then I did a video last night, and my new Fifine mic uh, was working pretty well doing it from my laptop. So it was my first time of recording a video on my YouTube channel from my laptop rather than my phone. I was like, wow, this is really cool. The video is around four minutes. I cut it because I just wanted to test the mic and make sure that it's actually registering. Uh, through my computer to my YouTube channel, I was like, "Wow, it's this is amazing." So it's nice to have a little something fancy and feel like I'm uh, one of you guys with a nice mic. And yeah, that's what I wanted to share this morning. Thank you so much. Awesome,
0: love love getting your updates with your new microphone. And that's yeah, it it's cool when something as simple as plugging a mic into the computer. What a difference that can make sometimes. And you know, and that. Audio quality is so important being that, so in the the news, one of the stories I was going to share with everybody is that there was something, there was a story about poor audio mixing and how it makes ads less effective. So this research was talking all about that and how, yeah, how it's just when the audio is screwy, how people poorly respond to it. And maybe we'll dig into that more tomorrow. I do want to give Simona the final word on this conversation, I believe, on Stacy's event. So, yeah, go for it, Simona.
6: I feel so honored that I get to have the final word, Mark. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you catch me here again tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, Stacey, I, I wasn't there. I didn't get to make the online portion because I had a call at the exact same time last night but I've planned a lot of events when I worked in corporate. And one thing that I learned, and like obviously customer experience is front and center for you because that's what you do, but it's not so much the things that happen within the event. It's more... The the feeling that people are left with, right? Were people left feeling supported and excited and cared for and you know just excited to be part of a community, which clearly they were, right? Because Alex, that's literally the first thing that he said. So, you know, I know it's hard to to not beat ourselves to I know it's hard to not beat ourselves up because it's the easiest thing to be like, I could have done this better, I should have done this better, you know, I should have done all this stuff. But honestly. I, I almost want you to write like five things that you absolutely loved from this event to sh- start to shift your your mindset a little bit because I guarantee you that if you brought together a room of 20 people and you know alongside the people you were co-hosting with and online people, you know, people didn't leave there being like, this sucks and I'm never coming back. You know what I mean? Tech issues happen. I have them every single day on my podcast. Like I, I could make a podcast about tech issues. Those things don't matter. You know, they really don't. And in, in the overall, I know it can impact the experience. Sure. But it's also the way in which we roll with them, right? Like, I I think back to this um, TEDx event that I was at earlier towards like the end of last year and this woman forgot her lines and she, you know, instead of beating herself up, she just was like, she, she had just said something that was relevant that made everybody laugh. And, you know, you're not supposed to do that on a TEDx. Sure, fine. But it's the experience, right? So instead of people feeling bad for her, she shifted that and was like, you know, haha like it is what it is. And so I don't know. I just, I, I don't want you to spend all day beating yourself up for an event that was probably really life-changing for a lot of people that attended and helped people who feel alone in what they do every single day come together in community podcasting is lonely. You know what I mean? This is why this room is so powerful because we're all of the same mindset when it comes to, you know, that spoken word piece, right? Um. So don't discount the impact and the power that your event had, even though maybe those pieces didn't go to plan. Like it's only the first one.
10: I love that. Thank you. Um. Yes. And this is really about growth, right? For me, to get over, you know, focus on the five things that were great versus what I would do better. Start with the great. And this is, this is growth, right? This is, this is self-growth.
0: It is. And, and thank you, Simona. And Stacy. thank you for receiving what Simona had to say. One of the words Simona used was, she, You know, we sometimes say, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. And one of my favorite quotes that I've learned over the past couple of years is, stop shoulding all over yourself. We can always sit, pardon me, we can always sit and focus on what could have been better. And sometimes I think we do that when we're not clear on what our overall goal is, or maybe we've lost sight of what that overall goal is whether it's putting on an event, putting on a podcast, I think it's important to connect with that. What was the overall and maybe and I'm going to just leave this as a rhetorical question because we' we've run out of time. What is the what was the overall goal and or mission for that in-person slash virtual event? and did you accomplish it? And I'm it's sounding like you did. All right. I said it was rhetorical, but I'll let you quickly respond, Stace. Go ahead.
10: Yeah. Yeah. Mission accomplished in in the community we created with the goal of the Garden State of New Jersey. But many people from Connecticut and surrounding areas were in the room, too. So, and then online, obviously from Ghana to to other places was fantastic. Yes. Goal achieved. Stacey's goal has to, uh, there's growth. Thank you.
0: Yes. Okay. So, <clears throat> pardon me again. So with that, I want to remind you we're back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Eastern. Maybe we'll even dig into this topic a little bit more as I <clears throat> lose my voice. So please join us every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, and of course tomorrow as well. Until then, make it a great day, everybody. Take care.